0: Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsoring partner, the Campaign for Black Male Achievement. I want you to take a quick second and imagine what our nation would look like if we boldly invested in our neighborhoods and cities and showed young people, particularly black men and boys, real opportunities to build upon their God-given assets and live their best lives possible. That's the work that the Campaign for Black Male Achievement and my dear friend, Sean Dove, CEO of CBME, has been working on over the past decade. They've joined and supported thousands of leaders on the ground to elevate and accelerate this very vision and mission. Visit tbpod.com/slash partners today to learn more about CBMA and consider joining their membership and/or donating to help them scale the impact of this growing field of blackmail achievement. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the trailblazers.fm podcast where we'll explore the stories of today's successful black professionals, entrepreneurs, and leaders. Join us to access the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished professionals and come away with the know-how, confidence, and motivation you'll need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen A. Hart. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Trailblazers.fm podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Ahart. It's a story time. Back in August of this year, I had the pleasure of being a speaker for the third consecutive year at Podcast Movement 2019 down in Orlando. And I spoke to a crowd of 150, 160 people about how they could brand market and grow an amazing podcast while still working a full-time job. And I got off the stage and I spent maybe the next hour, hour and a half talking with attendees at my talk who shared tons of positive feedback, many of who were seeking out additional, you know, consulting opportunities and branding advice. And honestly, I thought that they could not possibly have gone better. But then <laughs> I finally got to check in my email and I could not believe my eyes. It could not be. I was absolutely speechless. I had gotten an email from his team about being a guest on my podcast. Total shock, right? The team of world-renowned motivational speaker, pastor, educator, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Eric Thomas, known to the world as E.T., the hip-hop preacher. His team reached out to me to be a featured guest on Trailblazers.fm. And yes, Eric is all that I just said just now and then some, but here's the thing. Eric is someone who I started listening to many, many years ago when I was at my worst in my deepest, darkest valley, right? And when I started Trailblazers.fm, I remember writing down a list back in 2016 of my top 20 most desired featured guests that I wanted on the show. And you know where this is going, right? Right. The Oprah, Barack Obama, Damon John, Kathy Hughes, and yes, among that list was Eric Thomas. And so in a moment, you're going to have an opportunity to, to hear me talk with a dream interview of mine, right? A conversation between me and E.T. as we kick off our second annual Trailblazer Entrepreneur Series. But I wanted to just start off with this nugget of wisdom for all our entrepreneurs. In fact, for everyone listening right now, here's my tip to you. Write down your life's vision and your big dreams, right? Write it down. I wrote down my top 20 most desired featured guests. Some of these desires, right? Some of the people on the list might never happen. Some of those conversations might not happen, but some might take several more years, but I'm confident that they will happen. And then some of them, you never know how God will deliver them to you, right? Like God delivered Eric to me at the perfect time. So write it down, allow God to work out your vision in his timing, as the Bible says in Habakkuk 2.2, right? Check that out. That said, go ahead, grab your notepad and pen or open your favorite note-taking app right now and get set to receive today's mission fuel. From our feature trailblazer for today, Eric Thomas, or who many of you know and love and refer to him as E.T., the hip-hop preacher. Eric Thomas, known to the world as ET the Hip Hop Hip Hop Preacher, that's right. That's, that's and Mister, that's the real name. And Mister, thank God it's Monday. It's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, I'm just so honored, brother. I'm so grateful, so excited to be sharing this conversation with you today.
1: Thanks, man. I'm also honored, man. Just you know, to meet the people who are responsible for me being number one in the world. You know, I was talking to a gentleman earlier and they were just like, yo, E, we don't see you on, you know, this show or this show or this show. And I told him, I said, man, I'm not trying to rock with the TV show that has 20 billion. I'm trying to rock with the guys and the ladies that really help, that push my stuff. You know, I'm trying to stay connected to people that help me. It's like, okay, everybody want E.T. Now I'm I'm number one in the world, but I want to be connected to the people that are responsible for me being connected to the world. So thank you for rocking. 10 years, man. That's incredible. You know what I'm saying? Hey, uh, Kobe Bryant had that kind of rug. You talk about 10 years, man. That's just an extreme blessing. And I thank you for rocking with me and following me. And I thank you for being consistent enough to the fact that we are not just listening to each other, but now we're actually sitting down and chopping it up together. So thank uh, you for your consistency. I'm going
0: to come back and share a little bit more about that yeah. in a second video. Yeah. We start every conversation off on Trailblazers from a place of gratitude right? And I just wanted to have you for a quick minute share an unexpected opportunity or a blessing that you're most grateful for in your life right now.
1: Man, I'm most grateful for God telling me to go from inspirational speaker, you know, to a businessman. Like I would have never, you know, I would have never thought that. So I'm in Cali, unexpectedly I'm in Cali just to learn from my boy Cole Hatter, who's killing the event space. So I'm just sitting down, like I actually go to Cali for a month. And I'm just like in a hotel, wifey, the kids, you know, they got home from Jalen graduated from college. We usually do Christmas together and I'm with Cole and Cole says something about money. I'm like, yo, Cole, bro, bro, that's not, I don't do this for the money. He was like, what? I was like, I don't do this for the money. He was like, what? <laughs> I said, I don't do this for the money. He said, no, you do do this for the money. Mm. And I was like, you're not hearing me. He said, no, listen to me here. The guy that's doing this, that's making millions and millions of dollars. And he's buying cars and watches and alcohol and throwing parties. You think that kind of money needs to be in his hands? Or do you think it needs to be in et the hip-hop preacher's hand? Wow. I was like, wow. I was like, wow. I never thought about that. Yeah. So he would say something. he go, I know you're not about the money. I said, oh, no. I'm about the money. <laughs> I'm about the money. You know, and what he was trying to get me to understand is, how many kids do you send to college, E? I said, probably about four or five. He said, just think with an extra $30 million, how many more you can send. Wow. How many people who are homeless do you help eat? And I was like, maybe one or two. He was like, think with an extra 30 million, how many more people you could help with $30 million? And I was like, you know what? I never thought about it like that. So that was an unexpected blessing. The end of 2018 is when we had that conversation. Now I'm a part owner of a solar company, part owner of a real estate conglomerate out of Chicago. We started a company with a extreme execution, which is the disc values. Consultant thing we do. We've got a trucking company. Like we got our hands in like seven different things. All of
0: that know, man. B-
1: because of that conversation, yeah, you know. And just man, I'm gonna send you some pics. But Wifey and I were able to help give the church probably about two hundred and fifty thousand to renovate a building and make it into a sanctuary. You know, marble floors. You know, uh-huh. just the best for God, man. And so, Cole hit me with, "What if you had millions? What would you do? We able to employ people." you know, give people uh, employment opportunities. So that was an unexpected blessing for me in the form of a conversation that has changed my life and prayerfully will change thousands of other people's lives.
0: That's so powerful. Listen, for those people listening to this conversation right now, you probably are being introduced to Eric Thomas for the very first time. I'm asked, yeah, I always ask people to share their background. I knew it from listening to you in the mixtapes, listening to... And I'm actually going to stop right here. Everyone listening, I want you to write down in your note-taking app or on your paper by your desk, I want you to purchase The Secret to Success. Hands down, one of my favorite books. The reason that I am telling you to do so, it's a rich and captivating story about Eric's backstory, early parts of his life and his career journey listen to it in the audiobook version because Eric actually read the book and it's just so powerful. But for those listening who are being introduced to you for the very first time, give our Blaze Nation community a summary of your background growing up in the D. Yeah,
1: just unfortunately, man, you know, a troubled kid, man, you know, just confused. My mom had me, at, got pregnant at 17, had me at 18, lied to me about who my biological father was. and I just think, You know, getting that news, man, like just had an identity crisis, you know, an identity crisis and didn't have the tools that I needed with the identity crisis, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I just didn't have the tools. And so very angry, defiant, took that to school, ended up getting kicked out of Detroit public school system, homeless for about two and a half years, just wandering. And then a pastor came in my life and mentored me helped me to get my GED, sent me to school. And I went from wandering to exploring. Who is E.T.? You know, why is he here? Why was I born at this particular time? What's my gift? You know, how am I going to make way? You know, and so that's the backstory. And because of so many people who stepped in to help that troubled boy, that angry, confused kid, I'm now doing the same thing for others. Like Everybody, what's your passion? Pastor Willis said to me, you know, you're gonna be somebody, and all I'm asking you to do in return is to pay it forward. Yeah. So every video you see, every time you see me pumped and geeked and trying to put porn in somebody's life at a school, it's because I'm paying Pastor Willis back, you know, uh, RIP, Pastor Willis, rest in peace.
0: Yeah, yeah. Today you're you just shared a snippet of the success you're now experiencing. But when did you first realize that you had the abilities, right, to become a really great speaker on entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, college. I yeah. was in college. And, you know, the 20-year-old, 18, 19, 20-year-old college student who hates speakers and going to church and doing all of that, you know, those guys would come to my program. It was me, Ervin, and Trey Hayton. And we had something called Bell Tower. And it was mm-hmm. a lot of other guys. I don't, in case they listen to this one day, the Masons and all those guys of the world, I don't want them to think I forgot about them. But the <laughs> three of us kind of started it. And, yeah, man, I would speak and guys who like, yo, I hate church. I grew up in church. I hate listening to speaking. Terrible. Would come and just sit at my feet, bro, and just wow. be like, yo, E, that's fine. You know, and it, it was raw. You know, one of my first sermons was, pimpin' ain't easy, but somebody's got to do it. You know, uh, <laughs> how many licks do it take to get to the center of a sucker? You know, just growing up in Detroit, I was a music head, you know, yes. and just the environment. And so I was raw, but God was like, yo, E, I like the fact that You speak a language that we understand, like you don't speak over our head. It's not boring. It's relevant. So I realized in college that while I may not have been the best speaker on campus, I knew I had a lane that was unique to me that nobody else was in at that time.
0: Mm. Wow. I shared with you at the top of the call before I start recording. I've been listening to you for easily 10 years, right? I shared it several times on the podcast, but summer 2008, I lost my business. Alas, seven figures in net worth, went beyond broke like three weeks into my marriage. And I wish I could say I rose out of that quickly, but it was like several like dark, silent years that followed that whole bit. And it was in that season, it was in that search and that kind of hit up on one of your initial mixtapes, right? And I probably played that mixtape like a gazillion times, man, when I was in the car trying to hustle, just trying to figure out, right? And the thing that you really helped me to kind of navigate through in that season more than anything was a negative mindset, right? And that theme keeps coming through in the podcast. Now I've interviewed hundreds of trailblazers, right? And I just want to say first off, you know, appreciate and I value you for that, right? Because that shift is what has helped me know to create this podcast and to be able to impact you know, hundreds of thousands of people, right, around the world. And so some of your work, some of your talks that have had the biggest impact on me is really around that shift of mindset, right? For the entrepreneurs, for the leaders listening right now, I'd love for you to share some insights on the importance of what you sometimes call wild thoughts, right? Dreaming bigger, having 100% belief in ourselves.
1: Yeah, just, man, first and foremost, just thank you. I don't think you guys understand the exchange that's taking place. You know, you got to realize that for years I was just doing it in a camera by myself. So I don't, I'm not in the audience. I don't get to feel. I don't get to. So speaking to you now, I'm actually getting the opportunity to hear what I do. Yeah. And in hearing what I do, I can replicate what I do and help more people, you know, because it's kind of like you just shoot. And so I was just shooting when I was speaking, but you just said something important. You said, you helped me with my mind shift, you know? And so I'm just talking. I don't know specifically, but when you just said that, it's like, yo, E, that's what you do. So go do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, cut that camera. And then you said, Mr. TGIM. I ain't done TGIM forever. And when you said I was like, yo, E, you got to get back to the TGIM. Yeah. I'm saying like, you moved away from that. And I know why I moved away from it. But I feel like I'm back at a place where I have this new thought that I can give. Before I felt like I kind of exhausted whatever it was. Now with this assessment and the consulting work that I'm doing and training people on this extreme execution life coaching stuff, I've got now another wealth of knowledge, another angle to go. And so I can use that content to do it. But I would just say, as it relates to wild thoughts, this is why I'm so big on that. The version of you that you are right now is keeping you from being everything you should be. Who you are right now is responsible for why you're not where you're supposed to be. This current, you know, iPhone 4 is stopping you from being iPhone 10. The iPhone 4 is a powerful device and it has the capacity to do great things, but it is not the iPhone 10. You feel me? And so who you are longs for you to be comfortable, you know, and who you are is stopping you from being daring. Who you are is telling you, don't do that. Stop. Look at where you are. Look at what you have. Like, don't do that. Don't take that risk. Like, don't change. This is a great space. We're in a great place. Who you are is keeping you from being who you should be. And your dreams, though, are the only thing that's telling you, come on, let's go. Your dreams are the only thing that's telling you, hey, 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 you can do more. You can have more. You can be more. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't be comfortable. Don't sit. Don't settle. And so that's why, to me, Wild dreams are so important because they're the only things we have in our life. Even your mom is telling you, Stop. Your dad might be saying, Stop. Your close friends, like, What are you thinking about? You know, my son is engaged, and I find myself going, Yo, son, be careful. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what you're getting yourself into. He doesn't need to know what he's getting himself into, or he wouldn't get into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I was to warn him of what marriage is really like, he probably wouldn't want to do it. So it's like, Don't say anything. Don't put your limitations, don't put your fears. Don't put your experience on him. Let him mm-hmm. have his own. So yeah. the wild thoughts are so important because they are the ones that tell us to come in the deep. Come into the deep. You can do it. Everything else tells you don't go into the deep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, E, I listened to my sponsoring partner and a good brother of mine, Sean Dove, Campaign for Black Male Achievement, sent me a text message this morning. I just want to share this with you because it touches on what you just said. He says, voices and choices. Your calling and your comforts are in a daily duel. Yeah. Their voices <laughs> vying for your attention and consent. Which side will you choose today?
1: Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. You got work to do, my friend. You got it twice. <laughs> <laughs> right? Ain't that some confirmation, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so you touch on
0: this. Today you're the number one speaker in the world, but. Enough people looking at your E, and think, boy, he just appeared, right? You've been banging at this for two decades, right? Probably more. What's your advice to our brothers and sisters who are they're grinding on yeah. a nine to five? Yeah. Right? They're stalling, right? Touching yeah. on what you're just saying about comfort zone, they're stalling, yes. on doing what they're passionate about, what they'd rather be doing for a living. What's step one to being able to enact the change that's needed?
1: I'd say step one is just be authentic, man. So many people are living everybody else's dream for them. You know, so many people are so worried about what other people think about their life. It's like, be authentic. That's number one, because you can only be successful being you. Yeah. It's like, when you think about motivational speaking, before Eric Thomas, this brand of motivation didn't exist. You know, a shirt and a tie, you know, very stoic corporate. It wasn't this in your face. Uh, it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was a Queen's English, you yeah. know? And I just came with the baseball cap, the Jays, the sweatshirt, and was myself, you know? And so that's number one. Be authentically you and then do it for a long period of time so people really know that's you. Mm. To the point where it's now your stamp. It's yeah. your blueprint. It's your fingerprint, you know? And then I would just say, after you do it consistently, take pride in your craft. Man, I know a lot of people who do what I do. And they are more on the talent side than they are the skill side. Mm. It's like I was born with this voice, I was born with this base, but the language now that I use is not, oh, bruh, I'm sorry. When I tell you the skill, oh, oh, Mm. I've honed this, I've taken this and I own it now, I own this space. The language that I use, the rules that I've come with, bruh, that's another level. So I would say, Too many people are skilled and not enough of them are in the wheel, meaning the areas that are your weakness or the things you're not comfortable with, the gaps, that's what will take you to the next level. Not being skilled at something. I believe in all my heart, no disrespect, but Carmelo Anthony is skilled. But what he does not want to do is work on the areas that don't come natural to him.
0: Wow. That's powerful. That's so true too, man. (laughs) E, I've been talking to you about so much. Tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing today what's driving you to succeed as bad as you still want to breathe
1: yeah. 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 Well there's two things. The first one is the school. yeah I believe historically that our babies have been given an inferior education you know and i fought them to some extent because they're empathetic about school and so I'm in the schools telling kids I'm not interested in degrees but you have to have a knowledge of something. Mm. You know, does that make sense? Like, you have yeah. to have a knowledge base. I don't care if that's cars. I don't care if that's computers. I don't care if that's you know you are MC and you know technology and music and equipment like the back of your hand. I don't know. I don't care what it is, but you have to have a knowledge base, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm in the schools telling kids like, yo, find out what you like, what you're gifted, at, what you're good at, and, and know the theory of it. There's a theory yeah. to it. And I believe that the natural gift is a blessing, but the theory is where you make money in capitalism. Mm. The theory is where people pay you, right? So you need to know the theory and then you need to be good at the theory. You look at somebody like Tom Brady. He truly understands the theory of offense. He understands Mm. offense. I'm sure to some extent defense, you know, but he has the understanding of the game and then he puts his skill in the game, if that makes sense. And then number two, I've had an insatiable desire to create companies to employ people. You know, that's been my thing this year, finding a way to create jobs, you know, for minorities, you know, people, well, really the new majority, right? And so we've done the Make Real Estate Real, where we put people in a position to understand how real estate works and to start using real estate for passive income. You know, I'm a part now, as I said, of a solar company. So we're hiring people who are in sales in the solar company. I've started the Extreme Execution Program, which is a disc or personality assessment consulting firm where people can build their own businesses through doing assessments and coaching and training. You know, I had a young lady in my church who was on assistance, single parent mom, three kids, teenage daughter, and two younger sons, who just last month made $7,000 through coaching. You know, she found a way to coach guys who are in the G League and kind of show them why they're not in the NBA from a at least drive and will standpoint mm. and what skills they lack. And guys are using it and, and one guy just a got an offer, you know? Wow. So that's my new thing. It's like, you know what it's like to have financial freedom. You said you being a seven-figure earner, you know what it's like when you have seven figures. You know, just the freedom of being able to, if you need to travel. i never forget, I got a call from, I mean, there's yeah, so many calls, but I just got a call from Diddy to come and speak for the Revolt hookup. And it was like, yo, I can't make it because okay. I've got a conference and I'm sorry, I got a conference in New Orleans. But to my point, if I could get up right now and fly to LA and spend a couple hours with him and fly back, I got no money for a hotel. I got no money for a flight. I yeah. have no money for an Uber, you know, to get to his house. And so I remember there was a time though when I had opportunities, but I didn't have the money, money. to invest mm-hmm. in those opportunities. Wow. And so I want to be able to do that for others. I want them to taste what Financial freedom is like, you know, I've gone to restaurants and said, you know, I want the dinner portion. You know, I, I want the dinner portion. And they're like, you know, the dinner portion is more. I was like, i never said anything about price. I just said I wanted the dinner portion. Right. You know, I'd <laughs> like to switch the menu up. Well, you know, that's the extra cost. I never said I wanted it for I never free. Asked him I, just said, <laughs> I, I just told you that I want to sub out this for this. Yeah. You know? and I, I remember there was a time I couldn't do that and leave a generous tip. Yeah. There was a time I couldn't do that. And so I want to help other people who are good people who like to work, but unfortunately have to work for people who don't care about them and who are not looking out for their best interests. That's my new thing. I want to create industry so that people can have jobs, jobs that they love, or even if they don't love it, it's not breaking their back. It's not something that is keeping them from studying if they want to go back to college spending time with their families, taking vacations. Like I want to give people meaningful work and I want to put them in a position where this is just one of the six streams of income that you're going to get because it's going to take seven streams to become a multimillionaire, you know? Loving
0: that, loving that. Let me ask you a question. How have you attracted, and you even spoke about this in one of your books about, you know, the transition to getting the right support and right team around you. How have you gone about attracting and nurturing and empowering the people that you bring on to help build a business?
1: Yeah, I think for real, but this may sound arrogant. I don't, I say it with all humility. I think people are willing to work hard when they see their leader work hard. Mm. When they see their commander in chief give 120%, like they'll tell you, I'm the oldest, but nobody still outworks me. Mm. You know, like nobody's still getting up at three o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, you know. <laughs> You're the, still the doing three o'clock in the morning? Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, nobody's doing that. You know, these millennials aren't doing that. I don't know if you watched me, maybe three weeks ago, I was on the road for a month I mean, I'm just hitting school after school. Wow. You know, university after university, basketball, football, you know, soccer, you know, going to corporate, then doing schools. Just the schedule is just gruesome. Yeah. And But this year I'm doing six weeks on, one week off, and just taking a full week off, kind of enjoying, you know, myself and getting... But I think when my team sees how hard I work, they're like, yo, our boss exactly. isn't telling us to do something that they're not doing. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you got a boss that's telling you to do all this stuff and they're not doing it. I think number two, Getting a PhD, I think my staff sees Then getting certified. It's like, yo, I got a PhD. I don't have to go back to school. But then when they saw me go get certified in the disc, the values, Mm. the attributes, they're like, all right, E still- Continuous learning. Yeah, he's still learning. You know what I'm saying? So I think for some of my staff members, it's like, okay, E not quitting, E not giving up. Maybe we don't go back to school, but we need to get certified or we need to study more, read more. And then the disc assessment and the values is really helping out. Because now I'm able to see with the the assessment what a person's strengths are, kind of what's not a strength for them. Also, how they adapt when they're under stress, how they adapt. You know, you got some people that are just MJ. He's going to score 50 in Chicago. He's going to score 50 in Portland. No, he's going to score 50 in Toronto. He's going to score, like, it doesn't (laughs) matter. But then you have other kids, you know, who don't necessarily perform under pressure as well. Or they only perform under pressure. So through the assessment, I'm able to get a, birds eye view of who they are and where I can help them to grow and where I shouldn't ask them to do certain things because it's not their strength. So I don't set them up in environments that's not going to be conducive for them. Mm. You know, I think the test has been a phenomenal tool to kind of help me to understand myself, understand them, speak their language, not my language to them. So those are some of the things that we're doing to kind of keep the company just, you know, growing, man, because I told them number one today doesn't mean number one tomorrow. Is the, this thing part of the 1% Club? Yes, it is. It's definitely part of the 1% Club. And what I tell people, though, is we give it to you, you take it, you can read it. But a lot of people, man, are just, you know, they grew up in a poverty mindset, no disrespect, but we all either were middle, low class, or grew up, you know, in a third world country. You know, it is what it is. And mm-hmm. so we see sometimes spending money not as an investment, we see it sometimes as, Oh man, I got to spend $150 when well, you bought a pair of shoes that cost $150 and the shoes are not going to help you to grow in any way, you know? Yeah. So a lot of people get the assessment, but they don't get the coaching that goes with it. I recommend a 30 minute debrief where it really breaks down. Hey, this is who you are. This is what you need to be looking out for. And if you want quantum leap growth, here's are some areas that you probably need to think about. So the assessment has changed my life, unfortunately. My coach that introduced it to me, Chris Daniels, yeah. a year ago this time, man, just didn't wake up in his sleep. It's just yeah. unbelievable. Forty-two years old. Nobody still knows what happened today. But I, as a part of his funeral, I said I will not let this information go in the grave with you. So I went and got certified in it myself, and it's just been a game changer, man. It saved my marriage. It has saved, you know, my relationship with my children, my staff. It's wow. just been an amazing tool for a minimum cost. It's just an amazing tool. And they only taught us to really know it, but I've turned it now into a multi level marketing situation where people can not only make money coaching, but make money as they continue to share it with other people.
0: Yeah. E, just touch on something I've asked you. Do you still have moments of uncertainty, even through all the success that you're experiencing now?
1: I think the only uncertainty now is like, E, you know, how much are you willing to give mm. because you know that? I really believe now, I read it when I was younger, but I really believe the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And there's absolutely nothing I can't have and nothing I can't do. And if people are willing, there's not a place that I can't take them. I got a coach. The young lady who I told you I made the 7,000, we kind of made some changes in the company and asked the coaches now for a minimum of 100 at least a month, no more than 400, to have access to my community. You know, and she called me and was like, "E." I'm just having some challenge. Like, I'm a little nervous. What do you think I should do? And I said, look, I'm going to be honest with you. The old E would have told you, maybe just do the 100. But the E that loves you is telling you, don't crumble, climb. Mm. Climb. Don't crumble, climb. Because there are certain, and you know it as a seven-figure earner, there are certain things you can't get for free. There are a lot of things you can get for free. But being a seven-figure earner, nobody's going to give you that. Like, you literally have to fight for that. And here's the funny thing, and you know this, losing it is the best thing that could ever happen to you because once you lose it, you really realize, oh, I know what it takes. I got to climb. I got to work, but I know what it takes to be a trailblazer. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, you know now, I can literally lose everything. And I think I that's the way beauty of it. Yeah. I can lose everything, and I know what it takes to get it back.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And, so, and to me, that's real wealth. That's real wealth because you're not dependent on anybody else. You know what it takes to get it done. And you just know, give me a couple months, a couple years, and I can get back to the top.
0: Even to add to that, man, I mean, I think the thing I realized when I lost the money was what real wealth was beyond sure. the money, right? Yes. yes. I'm married and I have two young ones and I can't say that, you know, had those experiences not happened I would probably not have the value I have. Yes.
1: That yeah. Yes. Yep. That's the truth. That's the truth. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. I know you're busy and I know we're wrapping up here, but tell us, first off, any books that you're still reading right now that you'd want us to add to the queue, to the list? The Disc
1: Assessment. The disc Assessment. You got it. You got it. Listen to me. I told my church members, I said, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I'm getting more out of the disc than I get out of the Bible. Wow. How you we know? get access to that? I'll send you a link afterwards. All right, cool. I'll send you a link. I'll make sure um, I post that up in the show notes. I'll send you later. This is what I told him. What I love about the disc is this Eric. You know, while I love the Bible, it's 66 books. You know, when you're dealing with religion, man, you got all kinds of different things you could be focused on, mm. you know, and listen to me. I get up at three o'clock in the morning, God, for the first hour, hour and a half. But sometimes the Bible is so, just, it's so many different angles it could take, so many different places. The disc is, Eric, this is who you are. And my son says, dad, is not strengths or weaknesses, it's balance. So when my son says, dad, you overuse, what we do, we overuse our gifts sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then we underuse our gifts at times. So he was like, there's no strength or weakness, dad. The reality is you are a people person. So sometimes you talk too much, (laughs) you know, and sometimes you don't listen enough. So it's not a strength or a weakness. It's overuse or underuse, you know. And so I'll give you an example. You know, even today when I first got here, I know we were at 11, but I didn't show my wife my schedule. So we're here at the office and she's like, yo, I just need you to grab this. And the old me would have went, sweetheart, I got a podcast. The new me says, you're talking to people you love here. You're talking to people that you guys, you cut from the same cloth. He will understand. Absolutely. Man, can you give me 60 seconds, man? I need to take care of my wife. Yeah. You know, whereas the old me would have put my wife on the back burner
0: Mm.
1: Because I was so concerned about a new relationship and wanting to, you know, I don't know if it's the right word or not, but I don't know if impress is the right word, but at least, you know, show you my value and my work. Yeah. You know? And so I would have put my wife on hold for that. And now I'm learning, you know, you don't have to do that. Priorities, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You don't have to do that. And I explained to her as I was going back, sweetheart, 20, 25 minutes or whatever you have to do, the stuff you can do without me can start there. And then give me 25, 30 minutes, and then I'm gonna come and yeah. I don't have anything else afterwards, and I'll be able to take care of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. and the disc showed me that that you don't have to sacrifice your wife for another relationship, you know. And as a matter yeah. of fact, if people are asking you to do that, then those are not relationships you need to be With in. Respect. And yeah. so you can you can lose those, and yeah. you don't have to fear losing those. And again, this is what the disc is showing me, it's actually walking me through who I really am and how to use and not feel bad, you know, that I'm not CJ, I'm not a high D, I'm not Carl, I'm not S, I'm not, you know, Val, I'm not a high C. I don't have to struggle with the fact that I'm not those. I can live in mine and ask them for help mm-hmm. when I need when I need things that require their strengths.
0: Right, right. E, last question for you, and I'll let you go. What's yeah. one action that our Blazer Nation listening, hopping off this call, what should they do this week That's going to help them to blaze their trail.
1: They should not focus on what they want. They should focus on all the activities that are required to make that happen. Mm. So they shouldn't make the goal, the goal. They should make how many steps will it take to make that happen? What are the things that I specifically have to do to make that happen? You feel me? So don't go. I want to be the number one motivation speaker in the world. No, go. Mm -mm. What time do I have to get up? Uh How many books do I need to read? You know, what questions should I be asking? What should I be doing when I get up and speak? What should my bank account look like? How should I have that set up so I can get the money when the money comes in? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are the actual action steps that are required to make that happen? And I think too many people focus on effort, how much effort they're going to have to put forth and what the actual event is, the, the actual event. And what they don't focus on is what are the action steps required to make that happen?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That'd be the last thing I would say.
0: Eric Thomas, man, you are a blessing. God bless
1: you, my brother. Thank Thank you you so much for the time. And let's do it again soon. I'll send you over that information now. The links. Let's do this again in less than uh, thirty to sixty days. Let's do it again anytime you're ready, brother. Bless up. Appreciate you, man.
0: All right, man. Take care. I love you, man. All right, (laughs) bless. I'm Steve Nehart and you've been listening to the trailblazers.fm podcast. If you're not yet doing so, consider following trailblazers.fm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and feel free to connect with me over on LinkedIn. Whenever you're posting stories or social media posts about trailblazers.fm, be sure to use the hashtag TBPod and hashtag mission fuel. We'll be able to see you and I'll be able to show some love. And in case you're not aware, our show notes for all our episodes can be found on our website over at tbpod.com. Now, if today was your first time listening, I just want to say big ups, enough respect for checking us out. You've made this Jamaican guy really happy that you're here with us today. And I'd love your help with keeping this black excellence flowing each and every week. So if you haven't yet subscribed, hop on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Search trailblazers.fm and subscribe, rate and review us there. Be sure to browse through some of our past episodes. There are more than 150 published episodes now and a little something is out there for everyone to help keep the knowledge flowing. We grow when you as part of our Blazonation Nation community shares and invites your friends and family to listen to an episode you think might impact them most we believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories are going to be moved to make significant changes that have generational impact for many others both now and well into the future don't miss next week's episode new episodes are released each and every monday morning at 5 a.m eastern blazer nation go out today and find a way to rise above go way beyond and keep blazing your trail